Welcome to Spiritual Shit, your guide to the down and dirty of modern spirituality. This podcast is a place for people wanting to discover more about spirituality, where we can get weird about ghosts, mediumship, psychics, aliens, religion, new age stuff, awakening, ascension, star seeds, channeling, philosophy, and even dating. Some shows will be just me rambling about my mystical experiences and discoveries, and other shows will have guests to open up new perspectives and views. I hope you'll join me on this journey as we discuss and open up what spirituality in today's world really looks like. Remember to like and subscribe to never miss an episode and hit me up at thelovelylea.com or at thelovelylea on Instagram so we can connect. Rachel Alice helps 20 to 30-something women who feel unsure about the current quality of their life and restless about their future to create the life of their dreams. She's an author, mindset, and manifestation mentor, and leads a four-week academy to teach women about abundance and alignment. In addition to that, she runs a podcast called The Quarter Life Funk Podcast, interviewing guests about their manifestation pathways. Her approach differs from the mainstream as she combines psychological, spiritual, and neuroscience-based principles to help people align with their heart and their soul's true desires. She focuses on the power of manifestation and exhibits proof of her method by the comfy life she chose to leave overnight in order to pursue the one that she really wanted. In that process, she began to have more and more contact with the unseen and dove into her intuition and developed a deeper connection to her angels and guides. And today we will discuss her tips on aligning and manifestation from your heart and trusting the guidance of angels, guides, and the universe, and so much more. Please welcome Rachel to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Spiritual Shit. We're so excited to have you, Rachel. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. So excited to have you today because today we are talking about everything angels. We're going to get into the way that they communicate with us, angel numbers, synchronicities, things like that. So um, before we get into all of that good juiciness, first, can you talk to our audience about yourself and um, a little bit about your journey and why you know so much about angels? Yes. So uh, my name is Rachel Ellis and I'm a spirituality manifestation and mindset mentor and author and also podcast host um, as well. Um, My story begins when I was around 28 years old and I just wasn't vibing with my current reality. I was kind of getting really anxious about the future and I felt this immense pressure to get my shit together, you know, have the house, have the marriage, the kids and Mm -hmm. I I just didn't want to settle and I wasn't vibing with these certain areas of my life so like literally overnight I just thought you know what I'm done so I decided to break down my relationship Uh, I wasn't vibing my career anymore I ended up back at home with my parents um, single miserable uh, watching reality tv series in my onesie Mm -hmm. and then um one day one evening i was sitting in my bedroom and all the curtains were shut um the doors were shut and all of a sudden i had these kind of green lights appear now i don't know if you know like what a sparkler is you know like on yeah. fireworks yeah yeah it, it looked like somebody had had a sparkler and was like just waving it all around the room and there were these green this green line it just followed like this trail of like a sparkler light wood mm-hmm. and i was like what the f is going on <laughs> I wasn't on anything and I was thinking, <laughs> this, this is, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. So I, 
Googled it, Google, my best friend, I Googled it and um, I found the exact same picture of what I saw and it was angel lights. And I was like, angels, okay. Um, so I went deep, deep, deep into this, like, like, like a thirst for reading about angels and I was reading books, everything like bathed in loads of online content. And it was during this time I went in, like, into my spiritual awakening um, I went deep, deep down the kind of path of manifestation. Mm -hmm. And within a year, um, I manifested a completely different life for myself. Mm -hmm. So like bored in, in England, the, like going to work with the rain, because it rains a lot in England. <laughs> Sorry for those who are watching it from England. Um, like eat, we eat, sleep, work, repeat. Is that kind yeah, of like yeah. on the hamster wheel? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I just was like, I can't do this anymore put the manifestation, everything that I kind of knew about manifestation to practice. And now I live a completely different life. So I got an amazing job opportunity in Bangkok in Asia. I moved over my, I like moved over across to Bangkok on my own. Um, I've just had the most amazing experience. I've traveled extensively, not just Asia, but like to New Zealand and like South Africa. I've been mm. to like amazing places. Uh, I've never had to worry about like finances anymore. And like, this is not to boast. This is just to show you what like manifestation can do. Mm -hmm. And um, I've now lived in my purpose and I met my soulmate, live in like a beautiful apartment in the city. So like everything did like 180 or even like 360. Yeah. In, in the matter of like a year, it was crazy. So this was all uh, upon you seeing that trail of lights and like, and you said, you mentioned earlier something about when we did our pre-interview about how you're not a psychic person or not someone who's mm. incredibly intuitive. So you having this experience was quite different for you. Yeah. So it's interesting because I'm not, I'm stepping more into my intuitive gifts now, like years later, I'm becoming mm. a lot more aware. But at the time I wasn't, you know, overly intuitive. I wasn't psychic. I wouldn't call myself psychic. Um, I've definitely developed these gifts since. And so what, what I did as well is um, I just kind of developed this connection with my, my angels and especially with manifestation. So I'll just give you a little bit more about my story. So, so even when I came to Bangkok, I was still going through this manifestation journey because a lot of manifestation for me was healing and deep inner work. And I'm a big believer that your inner world creates your outer world. You know, your inner world creates your outer world. Mm -hmm. um, what you are on the inside, especially on a subconscious level, is your and kind of energetic being. And over time, uh, you know, I came to work out the power of our mind, the power of our subconscious mind when manifesting. And what happened is a lot of stuff in my early 20s came up to the surface to be healed, like narcissistic, abusive relationships and everything. So I went on this massive transformation. And, you know, the more, the he the more healing I did, the more like inner work I did, the more kind of like amazing manifestations that came into my life mm -hmm. um and one thing with manifestation in particular is this art of kind of letting go and trusting and having faith and my angels and developing my connection with my angels has been a crucial like help with that and like a real like supportive mechanism so I have quite a few like cool stories to share with you about times when I've like really kind of my angels have can come through to me now I've never seen my angels and like I've never seen angels in like real life like it's not mm -hmm. like you know Archangel Michael coming in with like his like, muscular big wings and a sword it's, nothing <laughs> it's like what's it's up more, girl <laughs> like hey <laughs> it's more like I, I felt the energy and if I'm not felt the energy around me 
I've definitely had them deliver signs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what did that look like for you? Like, um, maybe you have a story about the first time um, you started encountering that because the thing about the lights, I actually experienced that a lot. Um, I get a lot of physical flashing lights, which I believe is my grandma, but um, I also see a lot of mine aren't green. They're usually like a purple or bluish color um, that float around people's heads when I'm talking to them, or I'll see things that people have identified or called fairies. Um, yes. I haven't seen them as small beans. I've just seen these little like flip flippants of sparkle or glitter that kind of move around and stuff. And typically when I'm talking to someone else, I'll see them around that person. Um, I don't pay as much attention to them when I'm just by myself but I do see them then, then as well. Is that something similar or like, go ahead and tell, I would say no, more about like how you've experienced that. That's so cool. I don't get that. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Um, for me, um, it's like, if I meditate, I'll get like, um, I can, you know, see uh, like a certain kind of or color coming through. But for me, it's mainly being signs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've known that they're there. So for example, I have a quite a freaky story to share yeah. is when I was writing my book. So I, I'm about to publish my book and it's kind of like, well, like a warts and all tale about my mindset manifestation journey, the healing of narcissistic abusive relationships. And what I went for a psychic reading and she said to me, your book, you've got to share stories that you don't want to really tell. And she said something about an abusive relationship. And I didn't really know what she was on about because I never experienced like abuse as a child. Mm-hmm. And I had, and I was thinking about what she was on about. And I kind of had an idea that I experienced a narcissistic abusive relationship with um, a guy who I was with in my kind of early to mid twenties. Now I never could confirm it was not like narcissistic relationship. I only like over time after years, after the relationship ended, and I was seeing lots of like education in, in, on Instagram about it, thinking, gosh, this really like resonates and this matches mm-hmm. up to, to the guy. And I thought, I looked back at that situation and it was awful. And I just thought I was toxic for him in particular because he had a girlfriend and I thought, well, he's been in a successful relationship now for many years. So obviously I'm wrong. And I said mm-hmm. to my angels that night, I, I said to them, because I speak to them, don't be afraid to speak and communicate with them. And if you've got any that you resonate in particular, so I resonate very much with Archangel uh, Michael, also Sandalphon. And you can go and read about angels and you can probably realize which ones you you resonate with by the ones that kind of gain your attention a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, I'm sure many of your podcast listeners naturally have got very good gifts anyway, intuitively. Um, So I... um, basically said that night, please, please, angels, give me the most clearest sign that you could ever give me about what to put in my book. Because I just want my book to be a purpose. I want my book to really resonate and help people. And and she said, if you write this, you know, people are going to flock to you. You're going to have people come into your book. So I thought, I've got to step into my purpose now. And that day I went into work and I was helping somebody out with a project for... Um, body positivity and they asked me if I could contact a friend who was a body positivity model now I've been off my personal Instagram for such a long time to set up my business account so I was like oh okay I'm gonna have to go get go into my old Instagram and I'll, I'll get it for you so I went into my old Instagram and I had a message in my message request and I looked at the picture and it was like this girl on the beach quite far away and I was like oh 
like that must be spam because she looked gorgeous as well I was just like this is like some spam, <laughs> this is like some spam message yeah. so I had a look at it it was quite a cryptic message as well it, it, it read I know he treated you the same so I thought oh, I'm gonna have a look at this so I did my research tracked her and um, she, I saw a picture of her standing next to my ex who was a nars- like the narcissistic ex yeah. so I got talking to her and I was like I'm so sorry, I haven't seen your message just as much, like she sent me the message months ago and she got back in touch straight away and she's like, I've been in a narcissistic abusive relationship, it's been awful. And I was like, thank you, like spirit, <laughs> thank you so much. And then like, thank you angels. And it was, it was really interesting because that day, my, also from the psychic reading, she told me to, she said this message as well, protect your magic, protect your magic. And she was like, what does that mean? I'm getting this message, protect, oh, shit do you have trademarks and literally that day I had cancelled my trademark application because something came up about it to say that it might cause conflict and I just didn't want to go down that path Mm -hmm. so I cancelled it and she's like "Uh, you need to sort that out ASAP so I got onto my um, legal friend who I knew about and she advised me and said go right back to the intellectual property office and tell them like to retrieve your application to not cancel it and I remember clear as day canceling that application so I wrote to to them and they said no we've never received that information the cancellation like yeah and that was all all in the same day so I know that I know that them if you ask for help guys they will give it you and if you ask for clear guidance so other things as well as I get messages very quickly so I remember I was about to invest in a really expensive course and I just needed to take a break to like, you know, process it. And my money mindset wasn't on point then, to be honest. So I needed a little bit of help about it. So I said to my angels, right, I want to see four eights, guys. In the next five minutes as I go to the shops on my walk, I want to see four eights. And then I know it's the right thing to do. Um, not four eights, sorry, triple eight. I do apologize. And then I went, I walked up the road and three cars were parked outside the shop front, which is really unusual. It doesn't normally get cars. Mm-hmm. And the first number plate had double eight. The second number plate had double eight. And then the third number plate had double eight. And I looked up and I said, why are you joking with me? Stop it. That's so <laughs> naughty. Just, I told you I wanted a really clear sign. So we came out of the shop, walked down, because they joke with me. They do joke with me. And mm-hmm. I walked down and all of a sudden this white BMW drove in and it had three eights on the number plate. And I was like, thank you. So yeah, <laughs> I, I just, just get really nice, like clear signs. And then, once I was at, um, I went to have hypnotherapy in, in Bangkok with this um, um, lady who's also a medium. Um, and she does this really cool in, like, intuitive hypnotherapy thing. And I went along for a session. And I was sitting on the couch and she was like, oh, Archangel Michael is with you a lot. And I was like, oh, that's interesting because I really can feel that. And she, go, and she started talking to me across the room. And she was like, yeah it goes yeah go across like don't worry like yeah she wait she's not scared go to like go near to her and like she goes oh can you feel him like she started speaking to me again and I was thinking yeah yeah I can feel him can feel his energy <laughs> like like laughing like because I just felt nothing I was like <laughs> yeah yeah and then, and then all of a sudden I'm I'm not like shitting you he embraced me and I pushed forward onto this sofa like my back all my body went forward Mm-hmm. Um, because he must have been wrapping his, you know, wings at like well that that kind of um, obviously they come to us in the way that we believe them to be. Yeah. Um, but I felt his energy completely 
embraced me and I've never felt anything like it. I looked up at her as if to say, oh my God, oh my gosh, she saw my body go forward. Mm -hmm. She says, yeah, can you see? And I was like, how do you do that? That's incredible. And mm -hmm. it was probably one of the most like profound moments I've ever had. And like, um, so since then I've just loved, um, you know, like, even though I don't particularly like, you know, have that phys like physical seeing them, I, I can feel them, I know that they're, and they're always guiding me. And so when I'm manifesting and when I'm wanting to see something, and this is something I feel that's so important to keep the faith and trust, is to keep asking for signs. So you get the synchronicities and you see things like, you know, the right men to show up and you, know, you see the right things on social media at the right time. And there's a reason for that. And, you know, I think just increasing your connection and communication with them. So I think that that's a, it's like a really beautiful thing to be able to have that type of connection to spirit and to guides and to angels. Um, I personally grew up as someone looking for signs for a lot of my life and then feeling really disappointed by the misinterpretation of those signs. And so for a while there, I was like, I don't believe in fucking signs. Like, I don't think that that's a real thing. Everything's kind of a coincidence and whatever, yeah. but the, the means of being able to interpretation those or interpreting those answers um, is also vital to be able to have that connection to your own intuition, to be able to interpret what they are communicating to you. Um, yeah. Some people would often ask, like, um, I can't remember the name of the phenomenon, but like, if you had decided you were going to buy a yellow Audi, all of a sudden you would start seeing yellow Audis everywhere because yeah. the process in the brain mm. um, will eliminate what's not important in your um, subconscious to bring to your conscious mind because your conscious mind, you, you cannot focus on all mm. the things that come to your conscious mind, but your subconscious picks up everything. Yeah. So it kind of like yeah. delineates what's important or not. And so um, I've always had a, a little bit of a fight with that because of my, um, I see the angel numbers all the fucking time. Like yeah. I will get two, 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 three, 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 four, 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 five, 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 like all throughout the day, I'll happen to pick up my phone. And then I, sometimes I think, well, I pick up my phone a lot. So <laughs> that's probably part of the reason. But even today, this morning, I got to look on my, um, my podcast plays and I saw one of the episodes was one, 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 one. And I was like, see, here it is again. And I looked through and I was like, ah, like I get these numbers all the time. And so, um, I went through, I went on a rabbit hole for a while too, as like looking at what does this mean? Like, why do I keep seeing this? And then seeing that that was a form of communication. Um, do you know why, or at least in your uh, experience of being able to, to see a lot of the numbers specifically, um, do you know why that they communicate through the numbers? I spoke to someone recently that said um, that the numbers, because it's a logical thing, it's in the masculine, and since our world is so based in the masculine, since numbers are something everyone deals with, it's kind of a way of practically getting our attention. Yeah, so... I had that battle as well, like thinking, oh, is this just my subconscious mind is wired up for looking for things? But yes. as you can see with the example of the book, like that is divine orchestra, like yeah. I can't the word, orchestration where somebody else was involved in that kind of interaction and I can't physically yeah. manipulate that. So I know that it's there, but with the angel numbers, I got to the point where I was looking for them mm -hmm. and you have to just step back and you have to come away and step back and I think the angel numbers are a form of numerology mm -hmm. and obviously everything I believe everything's communicated in like numbers and like the logical and everything's got like a sequence to it a mathematical kind of sequence around it so I feel like I haven't got the definite answer for this but I feel like that's the best way in which they can communicate mm -hmm. 
and it's also not just numbers as well like you know it's a like spirit animals or mm-hmm. something that you keep seeing all the time that's for you and you know it's for you intuitively and it's something very meaningful for you as well mm-hmm. but, yeah what would be the best way um for people who are who are seeking answers to get in touch with their angels so I definitely think just speak to them like even out loud and if you sound, you think you feel like you sound stupid just do it <laughs> <laughs> ask ask them for help they're waiting for you um, and like they want to be of like service to you and they want to help you don't think oh if I go and get um, Archangel Michael to help me he's not going to be able to help somebody in the world that needs more help they can be at the same place at the same time obviously time is linear as a 3d concept and in, in our 3d you know kind yeah. of uh, um, plane so it's continuing yeah so he can he can be at all places and they're there to help you and they, they want to work with you and you should see yourselves as that team that you know get work together and and just asking really clearly even if it's journaling to them as well you can journal to them or just ask for something really clear like okay like angels angels of the highest be um so like i like the books like by kyle gray um he's got some really good books about this and how to communicate with them and um just say angels angels um of the highest please can you help me with x y and z and if this is meant to be for me then i want to see this mm-hmm. giving that clear sign and thank you and being grateful as well is obviously a nice way to end the conversation and and, and angel cards and oracle cards have been really useful for me as well so mm-hmm. buying a deck of angel cards and sometimes asking for a sign and it's often you'll find that the the right cards will come up yeah. <laughs> of what you what you want and i i will show my cards and i'll let them energetically like pop out because I know that that's a real sign then like I'll sit there for ages like come on (laughs) until one comes out and then um just you know looking at that card and using your own intuition and guidance and but often the cards are just uncanny is it is that the right thing to say yeah Yeah. they're just like wow I can't believe that's happened as well so go and find an um an angel deck that you like um just one that you're really attracted to like one that feels intuitively good for you I've Mm -hmm. got quite a lot now (laughs) I'm obsessed (laughs) with them so um like I love the spirit animal deck by Colette Van Reed I love Rebecca Light um Rebecca Campbell's work sorry um I love her oracle decks I love Sandra um, Taylor, I like her um, her energy oracle deck. You like that? Yeah, um, I love the Re- the rebel deck's quite funny. It's like yeah. get your shit together. <laughs> <laughs> a little more modern language. Um, yeah. So I think it's interesting that a lot of the angels that um, that people identify kind of go along with uh, the Catholic saints or Catholic Church mm-hmm. uh, guardian angels. But then I heard about like Ariel and Shamuel and Metatron and you know whatever and all these other names that I was like not not really familiar with and I was curious like how did how did they how did we come upon those identities for them I don't really I don't really know how we come upon those identities but I know we've created definitely construct of how they're meant to be seen and angels are really just energy but they'll appear they'll appear to us in the way that we want to see them yeah or the way that we perceive they'll try and match the best kind of image so we can resonate with them when they're if you know obviously they're never gonna i don't know if they'll if one appeared in front of me i'll probably freak out my physical body probably <laughs> won't, won't be able to cope and i'll be like oh my gosh but they are just energy i, I believe and yeah. uh, i think we've been led to believe the certain like you said the catholic um 
kind of view of what they're like mm -hmm. has you know led us to those constructs of them so they may try to appear in those constructs to be seen and to be yeah. acknowledged i don't know if that yeah. makes sense <laughs> to be acknowledged or probably also like um to find the most relatable means to to communicate to us so that we feel close to them in that way um i think our audience would be really interested in how you utilize your angels to um to revolutionize your life and particularly talked a lot about like being able to find your soulmate and what you're able to do financially um, and how the angels have been able to help you in that regard like i know that there are a lot of signs and if you're if someone um if you're not feeling very in tune it'd be very difficult to pick up on those signs so a big part of being able to be able to have that type of communication is to be able to be grounded in yourself enough to be able to see those things so for yourself coming from the the position that you were in at first how did the angels help you and guide you into where you're at now and how were you able to notice it so I think initially it was like reading books about angels and how to communicate with them and then getting what I've asked for or getting the signs and that builds my trust and my faith um, a lot stronger. So whenever I was, like I said, when I was particularly manifesting something, I would ask for help or guidance. I'll say, right, I'm struggling with this. Can I have some guidance on the next steps? And I feel that um, you've got to trust yourself and often the first thing that comes to you when you're interpreting anything or you see something you think I think that's meant for me mm. is trust it it was quite interesting before I manifested my soulmate I live in quite a high kind of apartment in Bangkok and for about a week or so I kept um, getting these two birds visit the very kind of ledge of my window and I've never seen them before and I lived there for like a couple of years by that point, never seen them before. And they kept visiting these two birds every day. And I kept seeing the two birds always like playing together or doing something like that. if I'm walking somewhere, I noticed it. And I, I said to myself, I think, I think they're coming. I think this is a sign that, that I'm about to manifest love into my life. And having, and I trusted myself with that. And I was like, you know, I think it is that I'm going to trust myself with that. And you know, I, I, I met him very quickly after those birds and then birds have gone since I never saw them again. Mm -hmm. um, so that's another weird thing and I think you just got to keep working with them keep communicating with them seeing the signs and just trusting what comes through to you straight away and keep working with that and you'll trust your own intuition this will really help you to build your intuitive powers build your intuitive gifts mm -hmm. um, now I've come on to the point where I said at the start I wasn't really intuitive at the start well I didn't know I was intuitive but now I'm so so much intuitive like I can guess people's astrological placements before I do a birth chart for example very easily I like I'll tune in and I have an inner knowing and I've been told that I channel when I write and sometimes I'll write something and I, I forgot I you know put it down and that is I'm kind of building these gifts every time and all of us every single one of us can are in, like can build our intuitive gifts we all have the ability to you know, understand, interpret it, message it correct. We all have the ability to know something on mm. a profound, deep level. We all have the ability to channel. And, and I'm going through that mentoring process at the moment where I am in, trying to increase my channeling abilities, trying to increase my intuitive connection. And mm. my mentor says, we've all, all, each and every single one of us has got the ability. And I think starting to communicate with your angels, asking for signs and interpreting the meanings of those signs are a really good way to start building that connection. Just having faith in yourself because you're like, oh shit, I got it right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's it. 
That's a big, that's a big one, especially um, like for, for most people who are listening, if, uh, if you've ever, I have some friends even that I've talked to and they're like, oh, I'm not intuitive. And I'm like, you are, don't say that because the means of you telling yourself that you're not, you will not embrace and or trust a lot of the signs that you have. And so for myself at the beginning, especially for sure, when I was testing it out, it would be like, I would get the same answer over and over and over and over. And I'd be like, ah, oh, but let's try it again. Let's ask again. Let's ask again. And let's ask again. And then finally, I would get one answer that would be like slightly different. And I would believe that one, the one that was the distrusting of the intuition of the gut reaction that I thought that thing showing up was as. So it was, it was interesting to see how like, you'll see what you want to see. Like mm. in that position, like when you're in distrust of your own intuition, you'll see what you want to see. You'll see that like, okay, no, I didn't yeah. like that was a coincidence or that was something you'll, you'll find a way to write it off. Um, I even had a couple of days ago where um, one of my friends had posted uh, a ladybug, like a ladybug on her daughter's hand, like walking around. And then I scrolled through on Instagram and I saw another story where someone had their a ladybug on one of their kids' hands. And I was like, that's weird. I haven't seen ladybugs like on anybody's story for probably ever. So then in addition to that, right after that, someone sent me a message and said, Hey, I found a ladybug in my thing. Da, da, da. Do you know what this means? And, um, I was like, this is weird. And within the same hour, I had a bunch of ladybugs show up and ladybugs on, um, animal speak or like one of those, um, sites or something that kind of talk and break down spiritual totems. Um, and it was like ladybugs are wide known in every culture for prosperity and in this particular day, I was having really like messed up about like what's going on in the world and what's what to do moving forward financially and all that kind of stuff. And it was like, to me, a sign of saying, hey, don't worry, it's going to be okay. Like mm -hmm. everything's going to be okay. Your finances are going to be okay. This is like ride the wave kind of thing. Just trust and know. And I kept seeing threes everywhere, three, 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 mm -hmm. which is also another prosperity angel number. So they went hand in hand. So I got a chance to be able to, if, if people were wondering why is this important, it gave me at least some peace and said, okay, like I can trust that everything's going to be okay. There was usually some type of comfort that was coming from these little signs that show up. And so for people who even were like, well, you're looking for that and you saw that or whatever, in some ways it still offers you comfort. So mm -hmm. in this time yeah. period, I mean, I don't think, I don't think, I don't think that's harmful. Um, so do you have a, you know, like an offering or a story um, as far as something like, like, okay, so you, for, with your book, and you um, getting that answer from the woman who came through about what it is that you were supposed to write about. Um, is there a way that if people, for instance, um, you know, calling in a partner, like, is there a way for them to be able to tell yes or no? Can their angels answer that for them? Um, is there karma that they need to go through in some of those relationships that they're dealing with before they'll find out that this person is not the one or not, or is the one, I don't even know if I really believe in the one, but, um, as far as yeah. like, if, if they're looking for ways that angels and signs can help them make their life easier, what are, what are some of those ways? Okay. So firstly, I love the ladybug, um, story. <laughs> I've been seeing three, three, three a lot. And with angel numbers as well, you don't see every assortment of angel numbers. It's very much an angel number that you need to hear at the moment. And it'll keep repeating and repeating. Mm -hmm. So I find that I, you know, I won't, I'll see 111. I haven't seen 111 for like a year or so. And it's just started to come back and I'll see, um, 333 and 444 a lot. Um, when I was working with my angels very closely, you know, when they were coming through with the signs. So this is another reason about the numbers. Oh, you're just seeing them. Well, we'd see every single assortment unless that's trying to come through as a, 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 a 
you know, kind of message forwards, but usually you'll see like a particular ones at a particular time. Right. Um, and that's even more resonant, like more of a kind of consolidation for me that they're not just like, we see them, we look for them all the time because, you know, I'm not always looking for a certain number and then I'll see it and then it will keep, you know, um, so yeah, with manif- like with love, I can talk about how to manifest love and then how to ask for angels. Um, so for example, yeah. what I, I would do to manifest love is I'd write down all the things that I want in a partner. And I'm thinking, you know, not always like the, what they look like, because no one wants like a good looking dickhead. Sorry. <laughs> 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 so you might want to cut that. So you want to see um, people with like, you want certain traits and personalities that you're going to gel with. Um, so you want to write that down and you want to, you can write it down like as if you've already got it. Like, I'm, thank you for this and that. Thank you for the, my soulmate partner. Because yeah, we do have many soulmates. We can have many partners. Thank mm-hmm. you for them for doing um for being generous kind considerate i'm always like thank you for the loving partner who supports my spiritual ways because i couldn't have somebody who would just constantly like you know try and you know i mean so um these are you've got to think about the traits that you want and then you've kind of got to get into the feeling of okay what would it be like if i was in a relationship what kind of energy would that feel, you know, secure, safe, stable? But mainly I think the most important thing with manifesting love is loving yourself first. I know it's like, oh, pass me the bucket and let me, you know, it's so <laughs> cliche. But it is, it is like that inner work, that self-love inner work. And it's really going back um, and looking at those moments where, you know, looking at saying to yourself, why don't I think I can manifest love into my life? And and I use automatic writing for this or just free flow, write every reason, like sit in a quiet meditative space about why you don't think you can manifest love in your life. And, and um, you could have some deep kind of subconscious beliefs that you might not be worthy or good enough. You could have had abandonment in, before in your, your, your kind of childhood years because a lot of our subconscious mind, we tend to um, gain most of our subconscious beliefs. And these could be even limiting because we don't have those rationalization processes in the adult before the age of seven years old. Right. So there's no critical filter between our consciousness and conscious mind. And what happens is we take on, you know, beliefs from other people. We take might take on beliefs from Disney that you need a man to save you. Definitely mm-hmm. like the story for me growing up. Yeah. Um, you form all these beliefs that you haven't been able to rationalize because you haven't got those in processes. Mm-hmm. And even up until adolescence, you're still pretty poor at that. You're not the best yet. And we form these limiting beliefs that actually aren't true for us and then don't really serve us in our adulthood. And these can cause, you know, subconscious mind governs way over 95% of who we are, our habits, our identity, routines, how we respond, how we react. Right. And if we, we want to manifest our soulmate, but we've got these like subconscious beliefs, what we're probably not even consciously aware of that, oh, I'm not worthy of love. I'm not good enough of love. Uh, I'm not lovable, then you, you, you know, you're not going to manifest the right person. You're going to attract somebody, you, you know, you're not going to, you're going to attract somebody that will treat you of that equal worth. And that was for me when I was in, um, I attracted narcissistic abusive partner. And then I did again later on mm. when I was, um, didn't have my self-worth pinned down. Mm-hmm. So I was still, I was attracting somebody that was reflecting my inner world of how I saw myself and how I, um, you know, made sense of myself in that way. And when it comes to karma, that's very interesting because I don't know if it's necessarily karma, but I do believe at times before we get to our soulmates, so this is interesting. So when I moved out to Bangkok, 
I attracted another narcissistic relationship just before I met my partner. And um, it was kind of almost my last test as if, I don't like to say test, I'm going to say opportunities for growth to be a bit kind Yeah, of, I know. I hate the term test as well. Yeah. Concept, it, but yeah. And it was almost like, you could say the universe or even my angels um, pinpointing, okay, you need, this has happened again. You need yeah. to do more healing. You need to do more inner work. Um, so you need to go within and you need to increase your subconscious self-worth. You need to have to make the shifts, make the necessary shifts and rewire and program your subconscious. It sucks when it think. happens because it feels like you're like, oh, sorry, you didn't pass kindergarten. You got to go back. It's yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh my God, I thought I came so far and now I'm going back again. And it was just almost like the last test I had to kind of do in order to attract somebody who would treat me, you know, like was treat me with such worth and respect. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, when I was manifesting a partner, um, this was interesting as well. So I'd created my list of what I wanted. I, I got into the feeling and it's not like feeling that every day because we're all human, we're all here to incarnate to have the human range of emotions. But so like when I first started manifesting, I was like positive poly all the time, running around trying to be positive, thinking, oh my gosh, if I'm not positive, I'm not gonna manifest. It's absolute bullshit. You yeah. can manifest because when that we, you know, we flip between neutral to like angry or yeah. joyful in a day. It's just trying to get into that vibe when you can really um, and not worry about it. And if anything, if you do have like a load of self-sabotage come through or not feeling great about something, then it's a fantastic sign of signal of what inner work you need to do. Yeah. And, and as I said, the subconscious mind is your own overall energetic being. So it's really important to do the inner work. Um, so I would, you know, feel, and I just, it was a self love and self worth journey that helped me a lot. And then with the manifestation, you kind of just got to let go of how it's going to come to you. Mm -hmm. You've got to let go of like control. I was Tinder obsessed. I was like, constantly swiping through tinder with no shame i even upgraded so i could see who liked me mm -hmm. um and i was just constantly on tinder and i think it was the time when i actually put my phone away i muted the tinder uh, I muted the tinder notifications and i kind of thought to myself you know what i'm happy on my own i love my, like love myself not in that way but i love myself on a deep level i don't really need somebody somebody i'm really enjoying my life here i'm enjoying traveling exploring and literally a couple of days after that kind of letting go of control, I manifested a guy into my life and he lived only down the road from me. Hmm. It, was almost, it was almost like I'd been strangling the universe um, and being like so in control and obsessing over it. I didn't surrender. I didn't let go that um, he was only down the road. We probably could have met so many times, mm -hmm. but I continued to Tinder swipe. I continued to go on the dates, even though they felt icky and it didn't feel right. I continued to force it. And a big part of manifestation is letting go and surrendering. And, you know, all the time, my angels, I knew with the signs, with the birds, I knew it was close. I knew it was coming. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I think that's probably what allowed me to surrender and let go and put Tinder on mute. Because one day I did decide I had like, I kind of had this, you know, check, go check your Tinder notifications when I was somewhere in Bangkok. And I had a look and I noticed this person had, had liked me and I went on. And then this is the guy I'm with today. Um, so. Say what? Yeah. So, yeah. So like, um, after I put, like I said, after I put Tinder on mute, um, and kind of That's just the guy that you're with. And then you went back in there and saw that he had already liked you on the app. Oh no, this was before. So he's oh, liked me. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But it had, I had that inner knowing that message come mm -hmm. through. And I think, you know, that's angels again, like they speak, you know, they come through and speak to you. And like, I had that almost nudge 
go check your Tinder. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting because I looked at the photo and I thought, oh, okay, yeah, that's nice. And then I put it down again. And I remember the next day thinking, oh, make sure you reply back to that guy. And I did. And to be honest, his picture was really far away. He didn't really have much of a profile, but I just knew that something was good there. And I mm-hmm. think, you know, that was my intuition. And I, I built that muscle from, you know, communicating with my angels and ch- tapping into the signs and so forth and intuitive guidance. And yeah. I think as well, manifestation, we have to sometimes let go and say, hey, universe, this is up to you now. I'm going to follow the divine nudges, the inspiration. I'm going to follow you now. I'm not going to obsess and control about it and think it's going to happen today. If I go to this club tonight, I'm going to meet them or this coffee shop. And it's mm-hmm. giving it over and just following those inner nudges, the inspiration, the guidance, of like cosmic breadcrumbs. Mm-hmm. And then it will just all unfold. Cosmic breadcrumbs. I like that. <laughs> because sometimes I think like, the trap that a lot of people get sent into when looking for signs or especially with angels and things like that, like they are trying to force something there that maybe isn't there, which is the misinterpretation. I can speak from only myself, but the misinterpretation mm-hmm. of those signs as a means to, to feel closer to what it is that you want because you're still trying to control it. And that's the big challenge that I had for a lot of my life is that I was looking for a sign to force what I was already really wanting because I wasn't giving it over. Like I was still looking for something Mm. like to happen or whatever. And see, look, this reinforces what I was saying. There was this, this guy who I was just in love with. And I had, I had some very visceral signs, like some very like stuff that I, even other people were like, Ooh, that's weird. And, um, we're like, currently I, like I had to, I expressed myself about how I felt and he didn't feel the same way. Um, and I, had to do that in order to cut things off or sever that energy that I continued to give to that situation because I kept seeing signs. But then I was like, I don't know, maybe I was, I was forcing that. So like, can you speak to um, perhaps maybe some people who are listening have confusion in the midst of how to, how to interpret those signs? And is it, are you able to really interpret them if you haven't really let go of the situation you're wanting or desiring in the first place? Yeah, so I often feel like before I've got better with this, I've become more balanced at asking for signs. Like I'm not obsessing over asking for signs all the time. And even I know the inner, I know myself on a deep, deep level mm-hmm. that that's correct. That is the best way to go. But I was, you know, I'd come to the point where like obsessing with Tinder, I was obsessing with asking for signs mm-hmm. and I wasn't trusting myself. And I feel that if you, you know, really deeply on a profound level, you know, in your gut, and you just maybe, you know, ask for one sign and then if it's confirmation, but sometimes we do just have to trust ourselves. Like I feel, felt like, you know, when I was walking up to the road to um, go and get my, um, to go to the shops to get confirmation, my angels, I felt like they were rolling their eyes at me a little bit as well. Mm. Like, oh, come on, you know this, you mm, know, we don't, yeah. you don't need us all the time. And I, as I, my intuition has got better, yeah, I, I've kind of dropped the signs a little bit. Um, as such like I was obsessed like, I want to see this now I want to see that now I want to see that now so it is that if you've got a really deep inner knowing and you know the answer I mean if you had to write it on a pen a pad and just tell it say what it was and you just trust that mm-hmm. you've got the internal garnish you, you you you're tapping into your higher self and she knows best and she she always knows the way and yeah we do have to have this balance between seeking external validation all the time definitely mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's, I think that's an important point to make because um, while signs are super beautiful and amazing and they're like lovely little, like you said, cosmic breadcrumbs, I totally love that, <laughs> um, ways that, that can nudge us in the right direction. I do think as you mature spiritually, they shift and change the way that they communicate to you. Definitely. Um, like at the beginning, it's like super easy and fun and these little like, okay, here's a number, here's a feather, here's <laughs> <Penny>. a coin. <laughs> and so you get those and then um, you kind of deepen that, that relationship and especially with your own intuition, because in some ways, I almost believe that they are combined, like higher self works with angels and guides and mm. ancestors and yeah. all the other entities that are, are here to support us in this incarnation. And so they come in, in different ways for sure. Um, I, I'm myself channel as well. And I didn't know that I could do it except um, I started to practice uh, automatic writing. And when yeah. I started doing that, I started seeing that this, it seemed like another voice would take over a little bit. My handwriting would change. And like suddenly the answers sounded a lot more intelligent and sophisticated. And <laughs> I was like, who the who the fuck is this? Like, what is this? <laughs> I had just like started listening to um, Abraham Hicks um, mm -hmm. and some of their channeling material. And I still wasn't sure about what I thought about it. I'm still not sure what I think about it. Um, but I, I started to notice that I had this other voice that was coming through and some of the openings for, for, um, for more of the signs and synchronicities. So I had this really weird story where um, I had for a while when I was doing um, interpretive or interpretive automatic writing that um, this name Frank kept coming up and I was like oh my gosh you know like this must be a soulmate and um, that this person that I was going to meet was this guy Frank or perhaps Francois or Francesco or something like that or maybe it was France and at the time I was really like hot set on moving to France and so um, in combination with that around that time I was always having this dream um, about me forgetting my camera bag. Um, cause I'm a photographer as well. And, um, I would be at an event and forget my camera bag or I wouldn't have the right camera or the, you know, something like that. And so, um, I went on this trip and I felt it too. Cause I was like something weird. I feel like is going to happen when I go, I was going to Portland and I went there, got there, um, met up with a girl who I had been in contact with on Facebook for a while. Cause she was another photographer and we sat down and we started talking for whatever reason, I felt like I needed to tell her the story about this automatic writing that I had with the name Frank. And there was something about tulips and there was something else about twins and, and whatever. And her eyes got so wide and it'll sound stupid when I say this, but I forgot that her last name was Frank. And we sat down, I never met her in person before, but when we sat down and I told her that her eyes got super big and she's like, I think that's about me. And I'm like, no shit. Like, no, that's like, what do you mean? <laughs> so she starts telling me this story and like, we link all the stuff together and I'm feeling super weirded out. And she's like, I think, I think you need to come to my house. Like I have a ghost that lives in my house. And I was like, what? Like, <laughs> this is oh getting, this is getting really weird. Um, so I went to her house and this, like, just without even really trying, I was able to pick up, Ooh, what is this thing? And what's this thing and stuff in her life, even to the point where even her dad showed up, I described him to a T his brother's name, like everything and him bursting through and wanting to talk to her and her being like, no, I don't want to talk to him. And, um, and it was, it was just this really fucking weird day. <laughs> um, wow. all this stuff was happening and I kept getting these little kind of synchronicity signs that were saying like, Hey, you're about to shift in what it is that you're doing. 
Like you're not going to, you're going to be working kind of more in this world. And I'm like, no, like that's not going to happen. And so upon the next day I went to, I was, I was there to do a photo shoot and we got there and hopefully my photo clients aren't listening to this, but <laughs> I, we had, we had driven um, two hours to the coast to get to this um, Haystack Rock or whatever in Portland, in uh, Oregon and got there and my, both my batteries had been drained completely. And I didn't have anything, like I didn't have my charger with me. We didn't have anywhere, like I couldn't shoot because there was no power to the camera. And I was like, what in the world? I charged those batteries, Rachel, the day before. Oh my gosh. I absolutely charged those batteries. And so upon getting there, I was like, what the fuck happened? You know, like people talk about how ghosts drain uh, electromagnetic energy, things like that. And, um, and I was like, oh my God, it's the dream. It's the dream. Like I'm having this dream that like, I'm not, you know, whatever. So I went, I walked, I was super upset and the, the family was really understanding and we figured something out. Um, but I, I walked down the path, um, to this like rock or whatever. And I sat down for a while and I got, and I asked my angels and I was like, what the hell just happened? Like, what is this? Like, what is the whole thing with a Frank? And what is this with the, um, you know, me forgetting my camera and like, you know, bag or whatever, uh, batteries. And, and they said so loudly. So it was no longer like a, just a sign or this or a dream or a thing. They spoke and said, Aaliyah, you're not going to be a photographer anymore. And I was like, what? <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? And, and, and they kind of explained and said, like, your path is, is shifting. It's time to move into a different direction. This is the beginning of that. And we just want to make you aware. We want to like, let you know this is where the shifting is happening. So that was about a year and a half ago. And now I'm into this, obviously this podcast and doing more energy work and stuff like that. But like, it's, it's the shift, even upon like this coronavirus, my business is completely shut down. And so anyway, so it was just like, and I have like, I have loads of stories like that, but like when, like you said, when getting into that position of asking that question and saying like, okay, like what, what is it? What does this mean? What are we doing? Like what's, what's to come when you're asking from a space of genuine, I think when you're asking from a space of genuine, like wanting to know and not trying to force something, an outcome that you want to happen, um, that the answers come through super, super clear. Yeah, I definitely think because you're more open, um, you haven't got like these kind of expectations of what the answer will be. Like what, you know, that you're in that moment, what the fuck's going on? That is an amazing story. Oh my yeah. God. Like, but like wow. I mean, And in that sense of being able to connect and pay attention, um, like for, for other people, especially like, you know, I don't think you have to be a medium to be able to do that. I don't think no. you need to have like significant, um, I don't even want to call them gifts. Cause I believe everybody has them. It's just about being in tune with them, but looking out for, especially at the beginning, looking out for the, the, you know, the more common things that you would say, like, like we said, like the numbers or the feathers or the pennies or, you know, whatever, um, even particular, if you wanted to exercise that with someone who's passed away, cause I still think that people who have passed can also be your angels or guides or, you know, whatever people that are watching over you and they support you as well. So, um, when you're asking, ask with belief, ask with faith and ask without expectation in order to, to kind of tap into that as well. Um, let's move a little bit deeper into you. Cause like where you talk, you're, you're a manifestation coach, um, mm -hmm. and, and particularly help people with that. Um, you know, like obviously angels and stuff can give us guidance, but what about the execution portion? Like when someone's really deeply trying to manifest something into their life, how do we do that without expectation? 
So, yeah, I think that is the key part where everyone gets like, what, how do I do this? Because with manifestation, we say, right, set your intention. What do you want? State, you know, state your, your desires. Mm-hmm. And then we tell you to get in the energy. We, we tell you to reprogram your subconscious mind. So you're really quite focused on what you want to come in. And this will bring up loads of things like, how's this going to happen? When's mm-hmm. it going to happen? Who will it happen with? And you get into that whole dynamic of building an expectation um, that when it comes to the part of, actually, I have no expectations of how this is happening. I'm just letting go. For me, it's taken me quite a few years to drop it. Mm -hmm. And it's only with me having experiences of dropping it and knowing what it feels like to drop it. Well, the soulmate relationship, that was one of the biggest times where I kind of dropped the expectation has it really come through very quickly for me. Mm-hmm. And I think um, we just have to, even when I was having psychic readings about like my business and stuff, they're like, just go with, go like this kind of notion of surrender. Um, yeah. You don't know what's actually possible because if you think about it, it's good to drop the expectation because you don't know what is possible of mm-hmm. this outcome. And it could be 10 times better than what you were thinking it could be. Mm-hmm. And we have to just trust and we don't know every possibility in our minds. We might think we do, but we don't. And I'm sure there's so many manifestation stories of someone who's like, I didn't even know that was possible. My career, for example. So I initially said, right, I want to manifest a career where I'm doing something I love. I'm making a big impact. I'm helping to transform people's lives. I can do it anywhere in the world and have the kind of freedom to travel. I never knew in a million years this existed. Mm-hmm. And because yeah. I was open to following the signs, following the guidance, not signs, signs, but following the kind of my internal guidance and just taking action. And that's another thing that we forget to do. We forget to take action with manifesting because mm-hmm. of this, you know, the secret did a great job of popularizing manifestation in the noughties, early noughties. And that was this rhetoric of ask, believe, receive. Yeah, definitely the ask, believe part, but this receive part is quite vague. What do you mean? Mm-hmm. You know, and I think it means I've been open to receiving, but we've got to still take action. Like I believe the universe does all the heavy work. It will arrange the right people, situations, um, opportunities, events on your path ready. It's already set up and ready for you. You've just got to take, keep taking action, keep taking that aligned and inspired action along the way. And that's only going to come with surrendering and dropping the expectation. So what's the distinguishing uh, factor between surrendering and giving up? So I think surrendering is still having the faith it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. If you give up, you've lost the faith that it's going to happen. Surrendering is knowing it's going to come, but just leaving yourself more open to the possibilities of how it's going to come to you by dropping that, as you said, expectation, by dropping those thoughts of, okay, like dating's is the fantastic example. I'm going to go out tonight, even though I don't feel up for it. I'm going to go out tonight because I'm going to meet that person tonight. I might meet him. I might meet him today. Oh, I'm going to go on this dating app, work, um, app. It's not really for me. It's not something I do normally, but everybody else is doing it. So mm-hmm. I'm going to do it as well. But when we actually drop it, we kind of lessen off a little bit and we just follow the kind of, you know, oh, this dance class looks good tonight. I love, love dance. I'm going to go. Oh, okay. And you end up meeting somebody there. It's just that overall concept of, you know, it's going to happen. I, I knew that I was going to have somebody in my life. But at that point when I decided to mute the Tinder, just drop it and see what unfolded was the moment it came in a lot quicker. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Interesting. There's so much to like 
I think the difficulty in manifestation for a lot of time, a lot of people is that we have the construct of time. Um, mm-hmm. And so when we talk about, um, I talk uh, about this in law of one, that the entities above us are our angels and our guides and, and other entities. They have the space time continuum where we have the time space. continuum. Yes. And so for us, time is our primary thing that we cannot control and so we don't know how long something's going to take and that's where this hope deferred can cause that feeling of giving up or okay universe you won I guess you don't want me to have love or money or you know whatever the thing it is that you're struggling with um, and manifesting because the time is what keeps us in that that sense of control like when is Mm. that going to happen for myself personally the how is not as much of the thing, but the timing is and feeling Mm -hmm. like, you know, we're running out of time or like how much longer can we be in this? How much longer can I survive in this? If something is very painful, even for a lot of people, how much longer, like until you have relief, it's like feeling like a pregnant person. And you know, when is this fucking baby getting out of my stomach? (laughs) Like in that way, that expectation still like in within the surrender, knowing that something's going to happen, that expectation when something does come along, like when you were talking earlier about tests or opportunities, um, things coming in and feeling perhaps tricked by them. Like, I thought I got a sign. I thought this was this, what this meant. And nope, just kidding. It was just a test, (laughs) you know? So like feeling discouraged by that and then thus getting in a, a mindset of giving up and then having to repeat whatever grade it was that they were trying to teach you in the first place. So there's this kind of weird, like, I don't know. It's like, I still haven't figured it out, but like a weird balance. Yeah, I've got, yeah, I've got a quite an interesting story about this. And I, I do believe in divine timing. And this is why even more now I keep my faith of manifestation because I know it's going to happen for me. If you want something naturally, if you desire something, it's because it's for you. Mm-hmm. You want to even have the desire in the first place of what you want if it's not meant for you. Yeah. So knowing that, and also like, for example, when I was writing my book, I was meant to launch in October. I was like, come on, let's get this book done. Let's get it out in October. And the fact that that hasn't happened and all the things that have happened to me since that time, it's become 100 million times a better book than what it was. Mm-hmm. So it was not my time to publish it in October. My time was obviously, it's going to be probably be about May time, but it's just, by having all these things happen to you, the more you're manifesting, the more you learn about the process, the more you just kind of understand like, okay, I've got to let go of how it's going to come to me and the possibilities and be open to them. And also I've got to trust in the timing because we are in that, like you said, that 3D construct of time linear. Yeah. Um, and some things are meant to happen a little bit before we can get to the point of that manifestation. Yeah. That's, yeah, I like that. Um, there are, I, I believe that like within divine timing as well, um, that you get a lot of certain signs that show you something feels close. And um, like the thing with the birds that you had said, um, I've been having a lot of dreams show up and, and, and certain people saying a lot of different things. Um, and I would say for people who are listening, if you are in a position and you're trying to find those signs, look for the patterns. That's probably the easiest way to start discerning what, what, who is speaking mm-hmm. to you, um, yeah. when you start seeing the same thing show up over and over and over. Um, I keep having people say something similar to the effect of this is your Oprah moment, or um, you're going to be the spiritual Oprah, or like so- something okay. along those lines. And yes, it's you are. I love it. <laughs> Oprah. 
And I'm like, I, I love Oprah sweet. Like, that's great. Um, but keep hearing like, um, a lot of messaging and saying, keep going, keep going. Like this is, this Mm. is going to be your Oprah, blah, blah, blah. And so, um, and funny enough that Oprah has always been someone I've looked at as a manifestation, uh, mentor, you know, if you will, she doesn't know it, but from a distance, um, and someone that I've looked at as far as like how to manifest the life that I want. So, um, looking at patterns, looking at like the way, like, look at the, the things that people say, if you've like, so-and-so said that too, or, you know, like just starting to kind of figure mm-hmm. out or see where you're starting to see those commonalities and even like writing them down, or at least just taking note of it and seeing Generally, like how much, yeah. is, how much is that showing up? Why am I seeing that? I always look for metaphysical things. Um, I started to have this really bad pain in my left foot and um, like last week. And I was like, what the heck is that? I didn't do anything. Um, we're in quarantine. So like <laughs> nothing crazy <laughs> happening here. Um, but I started having these really bad pain in my, in my left foot. And, um, I looked up the metaphysical, like what's the metaphysical reasoning behind that or whatever. And someone, and uh, basically the short, um, layman's way of explaining this is saying you felt trapped. Like you feel like you can't go and do and, and be and like, and leave. And, um, and you feel trapped. And I was like, Oh, how funny. Like, <laughs> like we're, as we're in quarantine and how, as a, a textbook extrovert feels is like, Ugh, I feel trapped. I love it. Um, I love it. so seeing that show up. And then as soon as we, I was able to acknowledge that and say, okay, this is not just a sign from my angels, but also from my own body saying like, Hey, you need to do something with this energy that this is causing some, some effect that was a, a sign. Um, mm-hmm. and so regardless of how people interpret them, they don't have to be these kind of like, I don't know, they don't, they don't have to be this very external signs, you know, like that you don't need to like drive past a billboard that says, Hey, you <laughs> like pay yeah. attention. <laughs> they can be very subtle. They can be body aches and pains. They can be mm-hmm. little animals that show up. I just had a spider on my microphone. Um, wow. let's take note. It is 11, 11 right now. <laughs> Um, I just happened to look at the thing, of course, but anyway, so I, I saw a spider on my microphone today and, um, I had a dream recently about a spider, um, and spider for the totem is someone, um, when you're weaving and creating the life that you want, like getting um, very clear about what it is that you want and manifesting. I believe spider is the manifestation spirit animal. Um, so I had this crazy, crazy dream with a, with a really giant spider in it. So I've been looking that as looking at that as a totem. So the fact that I saw a spider on my microphone right before I was getting ready to pick up, I almost dropped it. Um, <laughs> I didn't. And to see that on my microphone, to me, that was like, okay, I, I, I personally will take that as a sign. And as you know, people might be like, well, that was just like a bug on your microphone. I was like, it could have been anywhere for me to see it, but it was, it was on the microphone, this thing that I'm really trying to build as far as a dream goes. Yes, so I'm definitely. gonna take that. I'm definitely- it's an absolute sign, I believe. It's, it's interesting about how you talk about other like versions of signs, people like conversations. And I had a really weird one just last week. Um, I kept hearing ISIS come up quite mm-hmm. a lot. I saw it on this thing I was doing. My boyfriend came Clarify in- for people up- who don't know, ISIS is the goddess uh, Egyptian goddess, not, we're not talking about the, the, yeah, yeah, the, <laughs> yeah, the Egyptian it. goddess. Um, and my, um, I kept seeing it and I kept, I read it in a book. And then my boyfriend was like, look at this guy's tattoo. It's of ISIS. How? And I was like, oh, 
okay, this is a sign for me to do a little bit more reading about it. Because you just can't make this shit up, you know? And that, that is the part. And it's interesting about the animals as well. I remember I was traveling back from somewhere in Bangkok and it was been a three hour journey and I was really in my head that day and I was just doubting everything, doubting myself because we're all human as fuck. We all have self-sabotage. Right. We're all happy, you know, go Larry, whatever. And um, I saw this, I looked out the window and I saw this gorgeous big hawk in the middle of the Bangkok skyscrapers. Mm. I'd never seen anything before, never seen any animal like that in the city. And I was just watching it glide and I, and I know it's like spirit has, I just felt it was like spirit has your back. Mm-hmm. And you just, you just know, you just, like you said, about the spider, why would it be on the microphone? It's just a, it's a sign. And like, you know, you connect, you know, you're so connected in because you constantly communicate with the realms and stuff. They are going to come up with signs for you because they, they want to communicate with you. And they're like, hey, me, hi, I just want to <laughs> let you know this. Yeah, and you will. And I do feel like you will have yeah. a, you know, that massive successful career ahead of you as well. I can, you. I can feel it myself, you know. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I think like for sure, when we, when, when we start asking, not even when we start asking, but like when you start to develop an interest in this world into signs, into the more mystical, into angels, um, guides and whatever, wherever peaks your interest and whatever you've been looking at will show up in that way mm-hmm. because you have, have already opened your eyes to that particular meaning Definitely. when I first started seeing a lot of numbers I was like what the hell do these things mean so I started doing going down the rabbit hole and reading as much as I could about them and then I saw them fucking everywhere and mm. even um the, the day that I was telling you about that I saw the 333 I went I was getting ready to go to bed and I would see it on you know like it's one thing to see it on a clock because I mean you're you're definitely going to see them at some point during the day but I went to lay down and I had placed my um, nail polish, like I had just bought some new nail polish, and placed my nail polish on the um, on the nightstand. And so when I was going to bed, I reached across to turn the lamp off, and I looked, and I could see that the color number they had the color was like coral, Whoa, yeah. I don't know, happy or something, and um, and it said three three three, and I was like. <gasps> I see mm-hmm. you. Okay. <laughs> I see you. I'm like that all the time. I see you. I see it's you. Quite, I see that. Quite, yeah. I had a story similar. Like when I kept seeing one, one, one all the time, it won't be on a number plate or on a clock. Mm-hmm. It would be, I went to a restaurant in Bali and they forgot to charge me for like most of my food. They just uh-huh. charged for my drinks. And it came to one, 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 one. Yeah. And I was like, right, we're just walking out slowly now. Um, (laughs) And I was like, thank you, universe. And with numbers as well, it's more, you can go down the rabbit hole and go on Google, but over time, interpret them for yourselves. Like look at the patterns of what's going in your life at the moment and attach your own meaning to them. Mm -hmm. Because that's something that I developed into was, okay, I I keep seeing this number. What am I doing in my life at the moment? And then it would happen again. And I'd connect the patterns. So as you said, journaling and looking for the patterns and the repetition of what, what's occurring for you at that moment. So, you know, are you, are you doing a lot of self-sabotage at this current point in time? You see this number or is, do, have, has some sort of change happened in your life and you see this number and this number and just start to correlate it all together. Mm-hmm. And you'll, you'll become a little bit more able to understand what they mean for you as a person in particular and your your particular journey because it's it's great when we all go on those numbers but for me I, I just see them as a whole that I'm on my path I'm in alignment if you had to give it like a blanket meaning 
I'm aligned, I'm on my I'm on the path and I've got like a whole support team up mm-hmm. in the other realms helping me with this journey. And I just gotta keep going and keep trusting. And it's super comforting because in times when you are feeling in peril or whatever and you're feeling like you're unsupported. It's just, it's like, I mean, I think that the whole effect is, is to, to show support, to show like, Hey, you're on the right path. Hey, maybe this is not the best path or, um, this is a detour or, you know, kind of like redirect and feeling supported, like, like you have a team and understanding that. I think that that's, you know, I'm and and everybody's belief systems are different, but for sure for myself, like philosophically and spiritually, I do believe that I have, guides and angels and ancestors and you know the whole gamut of a support team about my own incarnation here and to be able to tap into that it makes you feel like you're a lot less alone you get into where you feel like where your mission is at so you feel like you have purpose um you're able to feel like what in the in the, in the sense of like what you're doing matters like in the sense of like someone telling you, Hey, you're right. You're on the right track. Don't worry. Like what, like the direction that you're headed is good or caution. (laughs) Don't hit, not this guy. Like, you know, like you start getting feelings and uh, things that pick up. And I think that this all has, this has almost nothing to do with, you know, your own intuition or psychicness or anything like that. And everything to do with paying attention paying attention to the patterns, paying attention. Like when you ask for something, look for it and see it and don't write it off as a coincidence. Um, especially if it's something that's supporting you, if you're seeing someone and something's affirming something for you, I think the worst thing to ask for, and a lot of, a lot of girls do this is like, is he the one? Give me a sign. (laughs) Um, he might be the one right now that needs to teach you. Yes. He might be the one ready to teach you a lesson, ready to go that step further to meet the man who is right for you. Right. And I, I deeply believe that everyone who crosses your path is meant to be. So in that way, it's like, you know, the way that we kind of commercialize or, or romanticize what that looks like. Um, even like with a job or something like that, like everything that kind of crosses our path is something that's meant to teach us something. So regardless of if it's something we feel is pleasant or not, <laughs> is our own interpretation. I like how you said earlier when we talked about tests, um, it being an opportunity an opportunity yeah. to be able to grow, an opportunity to prove what we know and what we've learned and how yeah. much we trust that we're... Well, yeah. Go ahead. No, well, we, we, even before we incarnate, we, 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 we map out the lessons that we want for this lifetime, what we want to experience, what we, um, as a 3D level, you know, we're here to experience the full range of human emotions because in the other realm, you know, going super woo and, you know, this is the only experience this planet Earth is having this 3D experience. And mm-hmm. we're not always going to have a great life. We're not always going to have a, you know, a easy life or, and anyone who has, it's, it's bullshit because they've all had the moments. And even like Instagram and everyone looks like they're having the most amazing life. It's mm-hmm. not everybody's got the shit together. Not the Instagram highlight reel isn't what it appears to be because we're here to have those experiences of sadness, those experiences of joy, the polarized opposites. So we know, you know, and we can bathe in the, the light when we've come out of the dark and we've had something amazing happen to us. Yeah. And um, I feel like we all just, you know, even with manifestation, and this is something that my book really hones in on. It's not all unicorns and fucking rainbows. It mm-hmm. is a journey and we have sold assignments to go through. And if you've got to meet that, that guy who is a complete, arsehole then you, you, you're gonna have to do it and you know it's going to teach you a lesson to evolve and to become the best version of you 
Yeah, that's, that's really beautiful. And um, I think that that'll be how we wrap it up because that was so perfectly packaged. <laughs> um, I think I channeled that. <laughs> yeah, I think it came through really clear. Um, that's so cool. Like, I think that it's, it's super beautiful to be able to live in this kind of like, live in the magic of life, um, to, to suspend some of this hard, logical, masculine, not masculine gender guys, masculine energy, um, energetic, the young of the energy, um, that, that we're able to kind of come in more to the yin of that and, and observe how beautiful it is to be able to receive signs from your support team and your spiritual team. Mm. And see mm-hmm. that you're not alone in this, even if you feel you might be alone um, in your own understanding that there, there are entities and people rooting for you and saying like, no, okay, you're on the path. Like, <laughs> it's like having like a tutor when you're in school, like, hey, like, you know, ask me if you need help or um, I can't do the test for you, but I can give you kind of a hint about what the answers are. Um, and in that way, oh, I love it. I think you should do a whole podcast episode dedicated to all your spiritual, like the craziest shit you've been through. <laughs> like the story. I really yeah. need to map out all of my stories. Cause I, I have some really crazy ones, but um, like, and just there, there's so many now that's just kind of how I live. I feel like I get them all the time. I even just had um, a recent uh, situation with a person that I have absorbed some of their energy and like and 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 wrote to an, another friend of mine and said I think I just had a psychic thing happen where um I downloaded somebody's energy and I was like I think that they're really dealing with x y and z like this is kind of serious and she's like did you just get that feeling and I was like yeah and then the next day it was revealed to me what that they were what they were going through um which is which quite serious and I was like I felt that like I felt that That's and crazy. it came through but to be able to tap into the little sign and stuff that I got was the the heads up, this, this kind of answer is coming. So yeah. the sign didn't give me the answer, but the sign was kind of like the, the road, the road sign, essentially Amazing. like, Hey, caution ahead or, um, you know, whatever, you know, stop sign or whatever. Like there was like road signs showing up that say, okay, this is kind of a, a heads up. This is the highway you're about to get off on. So you know where you're going. That makes sense. Amazing. No, it's incredible. And definitely want a podcast episode from you on all your Yeah, <laughs> yeah like I'll that. do that. We're in quarantine now, so I can sit down. <laughs> um, okay, so before we go, can you please tell everybody how to find you? Um, also, like when's your book launch and what's the name of it? Yeah, so you can find me. I'm mainly on Instagram at the quarter life funk. I have to be careful with that funk word. Um, and <laughs> My book is called uh, The Quarter Life Funk as well. And um, it's going to hopefully be launched in May. It's just with my editor at the moment and it's having that final kind of look look over. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you'll really enjoy it. Again, it's about manifestation, but kind of the real truth about manifestation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got some, I'm really vulnerable in it and I open up and tell you everything about my life so far. So I'm hoping you'll look those who are listening to pick it up and resonate with it. And it's time to show everybody that we don't all have our shit together and we can still manifest abundance, even with the down and the ups and mm-hmm. you know, all the, it's not all rainbows and unicorns, but that's the beauty of it. And we need to embrace that. 
Um, so yeah, you can find me on there. I also have a podcast mm-hmm. um, called The Quarter Life Funk, and I'm hopefully going to get Aaliyah to come on my podcast as well <laughs> if, she, if she wants to. Um, you know, she's vibing with it. <laughs> I think I think we'll we'll work something out there. Sne- sneak that in there. <laughs> <laughs> When's your uh, what's your website? It's um, www. Uh, can't get my words out. <laughs> www.thequarterlifefunk.com. I'm all the quarter life funk. Oh, perfect. That's easy. really good branding. I was trying to figure out whether or not to switch because my Instagram and my Twitter and my website are the lovely Aaliyah. And then my, but my show is called spiritual shit. And I was like, do I need to change all my things to spiritual shit? And then I was like, no, I don't want it. Like, it's <laughs> just like, yeah. thing, it's like a nightmare to go redo all of your stuff. And especially as you, you know, even when I'm thinking as I grow and evolve, um, I can't always be, definitely can't be caught alive because I'm getting old, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I'm going to have to change it at some point. So keep yeah. it to your personal name. I've learned that. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing, Rachel. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. And guys, thank you guys so much for listening and um, always supporting the show. Um, definitely go find Rachel on all of her platforms and add her. Um, she also has services that she can offer you. So check those out and we'll see you guys in the next episode. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you, Leah. Bye-bye, guys. Bye. Interested in becoming a client for energy coaching? Find me at www.thelovelyaliyah.com to read more about what I do or hit me up on IG at thelovelyaliyah for daily content and inspiration.